Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. Adoption is changing lives and also has changed world history. Today we're going to interview an author, Paul Batura, who has written a new book, Chosen for Greatness. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we like to do three things. We report the news, we discern the spirits, and we pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. But today we have a live in-studio guest, an author who is telling the stories of adoption. Now, many of you, if you're a first-time viewer to this show, you may not know my personal story. I was adopted when I was three years old. And so I love, of course, my parents who changed my life, my birth mother who gave me up for adoption. What a inspiring family story and many of those stories we're gonna hear today because Paul Batura has written this new book, Chosen for Greatness, and the subtitle, How Adoption Changes the World. He's here with us in the studio in Colorado. Welcome, Paul, to the program. I'm so glad you're here. Thank you, Dr. Chaps. It's great to be with you. So I am so excited. When I heard that you were writing a book about adoption, I thought, that's my story. I've got to have this guy on the air. And you yourself are an adoptive parent. Talk about your family. I am. Thank you. Um, I'm the proud parent of uh, three adopted boys. My wife, Julie, and I have had the ple pleasure of welcoming three boys into our home. They're now 11, 6, and 4, um, all domestic adoptions. Uh, Riley was born uh, in uh, Edmond, Oklahoma. Uh, Will was born in Denver. And Alex was born in Omaha, Nebraska. And so it's just been the joy of our life to get to parent these boys. And now that they're getting a little older, um, we're always trying to tell them uh, good stories about other adopted individuals because we wanna make sure that they realize that being adopted does not put you at a deficit. In fact, as I try to make uh, the point in the book, it actually puts you at a great advantage. So you are also currently Vice President of Communications at Focus on the Family. Uh, international ministry based here in Colorado Springs. Uh, talk about their new program, Wait No More. They're activating churches to get involved in the foster adopt process. That's correct. Yeah, I've been at Focus now uh, 19 years. Started uh, with Dr. Dobson, had the privilege of getting to assist him with uh, research for 10 of those years. Jim Daly is our president, uh, succeeded Dr. Dobson. Jim Daly was a foster child. Both of his parents died uh, when he was a young young guy, and so it's a very it's a subject that's very near and dear to his heart. So we've launched this program where we try to encourage churches to um, get involved in their local foster care uh, programs because there are over 400,000 individuals in foster care in the United States. 100,000 of those kids are available for adoption, and when you think about how many churches there are, if every church were to embrace this as a mission field, you could wipe out the foster care roles. And that's what uh, the main primary goal of Wait No More is. Well, there's hundreds of thousands of churches in America. If every church just took one foster child, it would clean out the system. It absolutely would. That's exactly what we're trying to do. And, and here, you, know, you and I are right now in Colorado. Um, when we launched Wait No More, there were over 800 uh, individuals uh, on that list. 
it's now it fluctuates of course because it's you know there's never such thing as zero there's always going to be new children put on that list but uh, we we were able along with other agencies able to get that number down to under 300 so that was uh, just one example of the the program and the churches stepping up and doing great work so many of our viewers may or may not be interested in adopting personally but they know somebody at their church who maybe leads a family ministry, uh, and that church needs to hear about Wait No More. How can they find this information? Well, they can check out our website, which is focusonthefamily.com, or just give us a call. We're at 1-800, the letter A, family. Ask about it, and uh, we try and visit churches all around the country where there is support, uh, where we can partner with a church. We just came back from Kentucky. We've been in uh, you know, West Coast, East Coast. Uh, it could be at a church near you if, if, uh, if your listeners or uh, viewers are interested. Now that's your day job. In, in your private life, you've written this book, paulbatura.com, I think is your website. And you can talk about chosen for greatness, how adoption changes the world. How did you get the idea to write this book and what's the premise? Well, I alluded to it uh, just a moment ago. We're now adoptive parents. And uh, you know, I'm uh, cognizant of the fact that our boys are in a slightly different demographic. Most children are not adopted. So now as they become more aware of what adoption is, we always talk about it. We you know, we're, uh, counsel to make sure you talk about adoption before they even know what it is. So you just make sure that they never know that they weren't adopted. But we're just trying to give them examples. You know, stories um, preach. And so when we're trying to find examples of real people who have done great things, I thought, wouldn't it be interesting to put these into a book? Because when I went out and tried to find out about these individuals, you normally find a sentence or two about their adoption. Because I think most people view adoption as just sort of a, a footnote. Oh, by the way, they were adopted. When in fact, adoption is really what put them on the road to success. It was the families that welcomed them, the neighborhoods they grew up in, the, the doors that were open to them. So you talk about ce many celebrities, I mean household names that people uh, would know have changed American or even world history, but you, you would never guess that they were adopted. People like Steve Jobs, Nancy Reagan, Nelson Mandela, Babe Ruth, Babe Ruth, the baseball player, John Hancock, Dave Thomas, founder of Wendy's, right? Art Linkletter, our 38th president, Gerald Ford, was adopted. I didn't know that. Uh, George Washington Carver, Tom Monahan, Newt Gingrich, and Scott Hamilton. Oh, there's more. Faith Hill, Johann Sebastian Bach, the composer, uh, Leo Tolstoy, and of course, Jesus Christ. You never think about him as being adopted, but he was adopted by Joseph. He was, and I, I thought, you can't write a book about adoption if you're a Christian and not include Jesus. Adoption is obviously a tremendous thing, but it's also not the cleanest thing. Adoption normally involves some layer of um, dysfunction, chaos, drama, and the story of Joseph and Jesus and Mary is, has all of those elements when you think about it. Here Jesus was, we're, we're told in scripture that Jesus was born on a star-filled night and it's very beautiful and calming and beautiful, and it was. But when you think about the circumstances surrounding his birth, you have an unwed mother, you have a, a you know, Joseph getting uh, appeared to in a dream trying to assure him this child was conceived by the Holy Spirit. Trust and welcome him and welcome Mary. And then they're chased out of uh, the country because King Herod wants Jesus killed. It's very dramatic. And when I looked at these adoption stories, some of those are just like that. Gerald Ford was born Leslie King 
Leslie King Jr., his biological father tried to murder him and his mother with a butcher's knife. She literally had to pick him up and wrap him in blankets and she took off through the streets of Omaha, Nebraska, ran across the bridge into Iowa and was rescued by her mom and dad. And then later in life, two years later or so, she met Gerald Ford Sr. They adopted him and he then took the name Gerald Ford Jr. And Gerald Ford Jr. Uh, inherited all the great temperaments and characteristics of his adopted father. He was the antithesis of his biological father. And as I, the point I try to make with his story is that isn't it ironic that Gerald Ford would be called upon to try and heal a nation in the midst of Watergate when he himself had come out of such drama and dysfunction. That's just one of the chapters in this book. <laughs> We're gonna take a short break. When we come back, I'm gonna ask Paul about people like Steve Jobs and Nancy Reagan. What are their adoption stories and how can you change the world? This is PIJN News, defending your religious freedom. Dr. Chaps will be right back. Take action today. Dr. Chaps needs you to sign an important online petition. Today, I wanna to invite you to sign a critical petition to defend innocent babies and to end abortion in America. On this show, we like to pray and petition God, but we also need you to take action today by petitioning Congress to stop the taxpayer-funded child killing, especially by defunding Planned Parenthood, America's number one abortion provider. Why are your taxes paying to murder innocent children in the womb? Well, if Congress would simply define personhood as life beginning at conception, we can reverse Roe versus Wade. Please join me today by signing this important petition to Congress. Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org and sign your petition today. Sign today's petition right now. Again, visit PrayInJesusName.org to sign our petition right now. You know, people ask me, chaps, we're watching on this network. We've already set our DVR to record your shows, but our friends, don't have this network, or maybe they can't watch at this time. Did you know we are on demand on 10 different platforms? You can tell your friends to find this show, PIJN News, on their Roku box or their Amazon Fire box. Just look under the religion or news categories. Or maybe you have a smartphone or your friends or grandchildren can find us on Android TV, Google TV, Smart TV, or iTunes. Of course, we're always on the internet, Look for us on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter, or better yet, subscribe to our daily email alerts at PrayInJesusName.org. It's important that you share all of these available platforms with your friends so we can mobilize all of the body of Christ to pray the news and change the world. Would you join us? Visit PrayInJesusName.org to learn more. Empowering you, the grassroots activist. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. I'm joined again in the studio for a live interview with my new friend, Paul Batura, who has written the book, Chosen for Greatness. Paul, welcome back to the program. Thank you very much. So you began this book as sort of uh, a biographical examination of the adoption stories of about 16 key celebrities. Uh, many of these celebrities are, are still alive. People like Newt Gingrich, um, people like uh, Scott Hamilton, the famous ice skater. Uh, how did you learn that they were adopted and did you get to meet any of these people? I didn't get to meet anyone personally. I uh, had some phone conversations and certainly talked with people who knew them. Uh, I chose these individuals, uh, Dr. Chaps, primarily because they're household names 
and I was trying to communicate the idea that if you don't think your life has been touched by adoption, think again, because all of these individuals, whether in direct ways or indirect ways, have influenced American life and the world, and they continue to to this day. People like Steve Jobs, the founder of Apple Computer, uh, you know, a couple of great biographical movies have been made about how he has changed the world through his ingenuity, his computing genius. Very little information about how he himself was adopted as a child. What did you learn? Well, I, what I love about the Steve Jobs story is that no one would probably characterize Steve Jobs as a pro-life advocate. I mean, he was not out there talking about it like you and I would. But there's a great quote in his biography where he says, I wanted to meet my birth mom, whose name was Joanne Shibley, to thank her for not aborting me. And isn't that something that, you know, wow. a Hollywood uh, you know, certainly uh, someone who is not necessarily a, an advocate of life would say something so bold as that. But he was adopted by Paul and Clara Jobs, who lived in Silicon Valley. What's intriguing about his adoption was that his uh, birth mom had chosen another family, but they turned down the placement because they wanted a girl. And when they found out he was a boy, they said, no thanks. So Paul and Clara Jobs emerged. They were excited about it. They had to convince his birth mom that uh, they would send him to college because that was one of the requirements that she had. Um, but he grew up in this home of, uh, you know, a nice, simple home. His father was a mechanic. And another great line, is, he said, I didn't really love working on cars, but I loved working with my dad. It just shows the influence of a father on a son. Um, he grew up in a neighborhood full of tech execs, across the street, around the corner, HP executives. Uh, his father taught him many, many things, but specifically the beauty of design. He told him, you know, it's, it matters that you design beautiful things even when people can't see it. And that is really what led to him creating the beauty that became Apple computers. Dave Thomas, the founder of Wendy's, uh, I assume he was personally adopted, but he also has this because he's a, you wrote a chapter about him in your book. Mm -hmm. uh, but he also has this foundation, the I think it's the Dave Thomas Foundation, that helps other people do adoptions. They give out money to people who want to do this? The, the, yeah, the Dave Thomas Foundation is committed to furthering the cause and to trying to find forever homes for kids. What is wonderful about the Dave Thomas story is that it's, um, it's messy. He was adopted at birth, but here's the thing. His birth parents uh, made this plan for him, his birth mother, his adoptive mother died when he was five years old. And so uh, he was really raised in many ways by a single dad. His father was not overly communicative, didn't love uh, you know, the art of conversation, didn't cook. And so the two of them would go out to restaurants, greasy spoons really. And Dave says that he would sit there with his father who didn't talk much and didn't communicate very well. And Dave said he would study the restaurant study the store, the manager, the people, watching other people enjoy having dinner. And he thought, I'd like to do this. I could grow up and open up a restaurant. I could have as much food as I wanted for free. That was how, <laughs> that's how a kid thinks. And he wound up uh, uh, obviously launching uh, Wendy's. He worked with Car Harlan Sanders, believe it or not, from Kentucky Fried Colonel Chicken. Colonel Sanders. Colonel Sanders, strong believer, and wound up uh, launching Wendy's after he sold his share in Kentucky Fried Chicken. But it started because of some dysfunction. You know, it's the idea that life is not always gonna be perfect and Hallmark Hall of Fame kind of moment. And Dave took that dysfunction and turned it into something very, very successful. 
Last story, and then we'll take a break. Talk about Babe Ruth, the baseball player. Yeah, the Babe is a wonderful story. Again, you talk about an imperfect person. He, you know, he was uh, suffered and struggled with excess. You know, he was known for his carousing and his drinking and all of these things. He was dropped off at an orphanage when he was six or seven years old. His father deemed him to be incorrigible and vicious. We don't really know what he meant by that because all we have is a piece of paper and Babe's Babe's stories were rather uh, disjointed. They weren't always accurate, but we know he was raised in St. Mary's Industrial School for Boys and specifically by a brother named Matthias, towering figure who not only taught him the difference between right and wrong, but taught him how to play baseball and introduced him to the Lord. It was a, you know, a spiritual environment and he wound up coming back to that later in life, but he loved kids because he knew what he missed as a kid. He wanted that uh, warm, uh, fun kind of home. He found it in St. Mary's, but of course it was like an orphanage. It was not the traditional home that we would love our kids to grow up in. Coincidentally, I just saw a, a clip of Babe Ruth this weekend. It was on the History Channel. I think they were re-airing Ken Burns' documentary about baseball. And Babe Ruth was talking about his faith in Christ. And it was, uh, it took me aback because I always thought that any Truth to the rumor, where did the nickname Babe come from? Did you learn about that? Uh, just his face. He was kind of had a very baby-esque kind of a face, so always kind of round, and and uh, and uh, that that's where that came from. Well, it, it makes sense to me, and it fits the story that he was adopted, and of course changed American baseball history uh, by hitting 714 home runs. We're going to take a short break. When we come back, I'm going to ask Paul about three different kinds of adoption and how families can get involved in international adoption, foster care adoption, or domestic adoption, and the different costs, the different ways that you can adopt a child. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. You know, people ask me, Chaps, we're watching on this network. We've already set our DVR to record your shows, but our friends don't have this network, or maybe they can't watch at this time. Did you know we are on demand on 10 different platforms? You can tell your friends to find this show, PIJN News, on their Roku box or their Amazon Fire box. Just look under the religion or news categories. Or maybe you have a smartphone or your friends or grandchildren can find us on Android TV, Google TV, Smart TV, or iTunes. Of course, we're always on the internet. Look for us on YouTube or Facebook or Twitter. Or better yet, subscribe to our daily email alerts at PrayInJesusName.org. It's important that you share all of these available platforms with your friends so we can mobilize all of the body of Christ to pray the news and change the world. Would you join us? Visit PrayInJesusName.org to learn more. Take action today. Dr. Chaps needs you to sign an important online petition. Today, I want to invite you to sign a critical petition to defend innocent babies and to end abortion in America. On this show, we like to pray and petition God. But we also need you to take action today by petitioning Congress to stop the taxpayer-funded child killing, especially by defunding Planned Parenthood, America's number one abortion provider. Why are your taxes paying to murder innocent children in the womb? Well, if Congress would simply define personhood as life beginning at conception, we can reverse Roe versus Wade. Please join me today by signing this important petition to Congress. Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org and sign your petition today. Sign today's petition right now. 
Again, visit PrayInJesusName.org to sign our petition right now. Stay tuned for the end of our show to learn how to partner with this ministry. Here's Dr. Chaps. I'm Dr. Chaps. I'm joined by my new friend, Paul Batura, the adoptive father of three. You and your wife, Julie, have already changed your children's lives. And thank you uh, on their behalf. I'm sure they're very grateful to have been chosen for greatness. That's the title of your book, Chosen for Greatness. And you tell the stories of 16 world-changing leaders who have been influenced because they were adopted. Talk for a minute about, let's say there's a family out there who has been waiting and, and they go through infertility treatments as, as you and Julie did and it was not successful and you're in that moment of decision. It, how do you begin the research to find an agency or to f- discover the different costs? Are there tax benefits to this? Where, where do you begin? Well, yeah, that's a, a large topic, of course. My heart goes out to your viewers who are struggling in that area because it's a very painful thing. It's often something that couples suffer in silence because it's not really necessarily uh, you know, a dinnertime conversation or, uh, with friends. But I would encourage you to maybe be a little bit more vulnerable to, to share what you're going through because in our case and in other people's cases, when you share that need, you'd be amazed at the connections that can be made. Uh, a private adoption is still a very vibrant, very common way that children are placed because everybody knows someone. And certainly now in a culture where uh, children are born outside of marriage, uh, you know, and unfortunately with increasing regularity, there are opportunities for adoptive couples to step up and to welcome those children in. So, you know, I would encourage uh, families to talk with their friends and talk with their church and let their desire of their hearts be known. And that may be the least expensive option because all it requires is a lawyer to do the paperwork. Well, you'd think so. Uh, Unfortunately, it's not always the case. Every state is a little different. Every state requires, uh, not every state requires the same thing. Colorado, for example, requires that an agency um, be involved in the adoption. So, you know, in the old days, uh, if you want to use that phrase, it used to be between a lawyer and a birth mom and an adoptive family. Now agencies get involved. Home studies are still done. It's all just to make sure that everything is on the up and up and you know there isn't some price gouging, believe it or not, which happens. I mean, some states, um, believe it or not, allow uh, uh, for other outside individuals to come in because if you're adopting in state, they can charge uh, uh, they can't charge as much as an out-of-state individual. So that's sort of the, the, um, the more challenging side to adoption. But there are tremendous other are wonderful ways to adopt. You have obviously agencies. Everyone is familiar with places like Bethany Christian Services. Um, there's the foster care system, which is very, very economical. And then you, you reference the tax credit, which is a great thing. Congress has done a lot of uh, frustrating things. The adoption tax credit, which is almost thirteen and a half thousand dollars, is one of the best things I think that has come out of the U.S. Congress. Thirteen thousand dollar, not just a, a deduction, but actual credit. They actually hand you a check for thirteen thousand dollars to complete the process of adoption, which itself can be very expensive. What's the basic price difference between a domestic adoption through an agency or an international adoption, which some people choose because it's more uh, lenient or easier? Well, I think uh, everyone is led to different things. So I I think some people just feel a calling to adopt internationally. And so those prices can vary as well. You could look at something 15, 20, $25,000 when all is said and done up to 30,000 or more. 
That's international. Domestic can be equally expensive. It could be you know, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars, depending upon the agency, depending upon the state, depending upon how this the agency works. Because some agencies work with birth moms, they provide assistance to that birth mom during the last few months of her pregnancy. The foster care system is by far the most economical, because most states actually um, help you. You know, in the sense that you're given a stipend sometimes, because a lot of individuals do foster to adopt. So you actually have a child in your home before necessarily you might officially adopt them and you get some support along that way. So just to clarify, the state of Colorado might issue you a monthly check for, for food and for diapers and for whatever you need to care for this child in your home while they are a foster child, which means they're not adopted yet, they're somebody else's child, but the government is looking for someone to care for them in the interim with the ultimate goal, hopefully, of reunification with their with their biological parents who may be going through a crisis, maybe there's domestic abuse, may, you know, who knows what's going right. on in that world. But the baby is being kept safe in your home while the government pays you to care for this child. And then if you, if you get lucky, you can actually adopt that child and keep them permanently. And then you even, I'm, I've been told, you get paid up until the age of 18. When the baby is 18, until that time, you continue to get a monthly check from the government. Every, every situation is a little different. Uh, generally, what you're saying is, is accurate. And so, uh, yeah, you just have to, I think, look in what works best for your family, what works best for where you are. Because I can tell you that there are some families who don't want to assume the risk of having to relinquish a child. And so if that's the case, well, there's over 100,000 children who are freed for adoption right now today you know today in the country in the Colorado I think it's around 300 children who are looking for homes that are currently freed for adoption there's you know several thousand who are in the foster care system and some of those come at birth and therefore you assume the risk that you're going to be caring for this child and then maybe uh, they may be reunited with we have family. just one minute left but let's say there's a pregnant single mom out there who's about to give birth and is really perplexed doesn't know if she should even have her baby, why is adoption a good answer for her? Oh boy, well, adoption is the best option. You know, we talk, uh, our kids in Sunday school sing that song about a bundle of potentiality. That's what that single mom is carrying right now. She could be carrying the next president of the United States. We don't know. She could be carrying someone who's gonna uh, find a cure for cancer. We don't know. Um, but if, if the reality is every single individual is created by God, has worth, beyond estimation and deserves the chance to be uh, raised and to be li you know to live in the United States of America yeah. I would strongly encourage them to consider adoption if they're not considering parenting on their own and there's a line of parents out the door waiting to choose that baby and raise there's, them in a safe home there's over by by most estimates there's over a million uh, couples currently waiting to adopt there's over a million abortions a year those numbers to me are not coincidental. If wow. we could if we could make those matches, wouldn't that be a good thing? Planned Parenthood has over 300,000 abortions. They make several hundred adoption referrals. That's not right, that we can do better than that. Absolutely, our guest has been Paul Batura. His book is Chosen for Greatness. Find it at his website, paulbatura.com. I'm Dr. Chaps. Our website is PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org. If you need prayer, call us toll-free at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-Obey-God, and God bless you in Jesus' name. We'll see you next time.
Today I want to invite you to sign an important petition to Congress to protect military chaplains, especially their right to pray publicly in Jesus' name. If you remember my story, you know that I was vindicated by Congress in 2006 after I took a principled stand for the right to pray in Jesus' name. But Congress never did pass a positive law to let chaplains pray according to their conscience. Would you sign that petition with me? Let's take action today. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll free right now at 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.